Well, it's been a long fucking time. And I apologize for that. I was on my ayahuasca retreat with the the woman who used to host that show, uh, The Weakest Link, uh, in Wisconsin Dells, and it ran a little over. And then as we talked about today, I got fucking sick as shit on the plane ride back. So it was a it was a good trip, dude. A overall psychedelic trip and uh Wisconsin Dells is always beautiful this time of year. Well, uh it is, and and that's a wonderful story, but I have to come clean with you. Uh during your absence, we told the truth about where you've been. Uh, oh, so shit. Everybody, everybody knows that you just did 21 days uh, in the Gainesville County Detention Center. Yeah. <laughs> County, man. You know what? <laughs> it, just, it was great. You know, it was a good technology purge. Sometimes you got to do shit that's going to make you do it. And uh, yeah, it was perfect, man. 21 I hard days. You, that ex- well, that explains it because I sent you burners. I sent you I like two burners. They didn't get to you? They didn't get to me, man. I don't know. Maybe someone crapped them out in the porta potty outside before they came in uh, to the to the meetup or whatever. But yeah, dude, it was it was wild, man. I like I I, I was telling you on uh, Messenger, it was so funny. Well, I hope to to set the scene yet again. So now I've you know I've I've flown back to meet threes. We're on our way to Florida, Boca Raton, Florida, for our uh, annual spring break trip. We pick up hitchhikers along the way. We picked up a couple fucking rad people. Um, you know, Wombat, who else have we had? Uh, Empress Trashed. Like, I mean, we've got a, a whole cast of awesome folks here. Um, and today we're going to have somebody else, I think, coming in at five, five or uh, 530 in about 20 minutes. But yeah, man, I got I got absolutely sick as a dog. The guy sitting next to me was like watching a Transformers movie and puked all over himself. Then he was just going to sit there the rest of the flight covered in puke. Uh, unless I, I, I hit up the flight attendant. I'm like, hey, like, I, I'm going to lose it, man. This guy, this guy is like, he puked all over himself. He's just chilling. They like encouraged him to go to the bathroom. And he finally said, all right, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do it. I'm like, what kind of a fucking lunatic, dude? It, you know, it, it's, it's, it sucks that you went through that. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is, this is not a bit here. Like I was literally vaporized by puke. Uh, I was, I, I was, but I once just, just so you, I've never puked on a flight, but I did. My daughter and I were once, this is going to sound like a bit too. My daughter okay. and I, we're flying to Denver to go sit front row for a Nick Jonas concert. Okay, nice. <laughs> wow. Damn, man, was, that's a dad. Was, that is a hell of was, a dad. She was little. She was like six. And yep. and uh, we flew into Denver, and she got fucking sick on the plane and was oh, boy. everywhere. And to, <laughs> it, it's it, it, This was pre-COVID, obviously, which yeah. now it makes it even more, you know, this was, this was however, post, oh, there, a little lighting. Uh, there it is. This, nice. was, this was post um, uh, uh, Ebola, so okay. So, there was, <laughs> so it's well, still it's still the sort of thing where it's like you don't want to be putting bodily fluids out there. No, and, no. And she puked all over me, and then oh, like into the bag and like filled the bag, and the poor little thing. She was just whacked out. But the whole time, I didn't want people to see what was going down either. That's, like I, because so you think. Gonna do if you're if you're the guy who's like okay I just exposed everybody to Ebola or COVID or whatever you're the guy you guys are in the plane you're not going anywhere. I guess you're right. So so you're thinking that it was not aloofness or just uh, laziness or inconsideration. He was trying to be discreet, even though yeah I I see what you're saying. I guess you know what that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable about humanity as a whole because I was looking at him just thinking more or less like some of the art that I make that he just like evacuated his insides and said, you know what? Fuck it. I've got a movie to watch. I'm comfortable. You know, like I'm, I'm good to go. I've got my compression socks on. So like, I just assumed that he was just cool with it. And like, and his wife kept telling me, she's like, it's motion sickness. It's motion sickness. And of course, yeah, not, not at all. It was not motion sickness. It was, it was like whatever the fucking, yeah. 
to be fair, there have been two or three times in my life where <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I didn't get up at the end of the flight because I wanted to finish Bridesmaids. I know, right, for sure. Or yeah, you you or you had logged onto the the plane Wi-Fi and you had a bra like an hour and a half browsers you were watching and you were waiting for the end of it, trying to get to the end of that plot and shit. Yeah. I mean, I've been there too. I mean, You're not wrong. Yeah, right. Everybody has their thing, but but as a guy who you know, I famously got some really bad COVID last year, uh, and and then you know have a perpetual cough. Like I, oh god, I, yep. I've got yep. a special, This is my new life, right? Yeah. And so as a guy who 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 flies pretty often and hit, gets hit with that cough every once in a while, there's nothing more mortifying <laughs> in this world now than being the guy on a plane with a cough. I know. I'll go to the the lavatory and I'll like tuck my head under my arm and do the whole yep. thing, but it's still like mortifying. So do you? So do you mask on flights still? Because I like honestly, I don't. I'm I'm like done with it. I've gotten all the whatever. I've I've done everything, and but I would have killed for a mask because I felt like I was like inhaling his vomit in my nose and throat. Well, first of all, I I only fly first class, and so right, right. We have, we have a working agreement in first class that we're too cool for. for yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, See, I, I fly the Greyhound to the skies. This was Southwest as well, so it was it was great. It was just like straight up Greyhound. This is not a thing about me having money. This is a thing about me getting to the point in my my seventy two year old life where I right. just won't put up with the nonsense. I don't I don't change planes, and I only watch the planes. No, you're not wrong. Like, and that's the thing because you're not dealing with the the cattle call at the start where you're crammed into those lines and shoved in with cattle prods and shoved into your boarding group and stuff. I, I get it. Like, it's it is reaching the point where it is it's almost impossible to fly, dude. It sucks. Yeah, no, and I, I that's the the one <laughs> indulgence I allow myself. I mean, I'm wearing the same T-shirt that you've seen me in every time you've ever seen me because it's my only T-shirt. <laughs> I think I am too, man. I'm wearing this stupid sweatshirt that I haven't changed out of in fucking like four months or whatever since we started this shit, man. But I gotta ask, dude. So you've had a you've had an insane week. I mean, before enough with the flight because I think we've caught everyone up. So give me so give me the rundown. I caught the the thread on the dot pigeon card sale you got to be going fucking nuts man like that so well, first of all huge congrats second of all that's one of the most i feel like iconic cards you know not only in your world but just kind of in the in, in as a, a tezos piece of art i think that that is one of the most iconic ones so yeah give me your feelings give me your reactions what's going on so it's <clears throat> it's a strange one i it, you know i try to capture how, how sort of surreal this is at this point in that thread and the idea of, of like, let's look at this contextually. Let's look at the fact that there were 22 editions, now there's 21. And, and mm -hmm. what that really means and why they keep selling for these crazy prices, right? I mean, this is five of them that have sold for $10,000 plus, right? Mm -hmm. And they originally cost $3. Yeah. Um, but it's now we're getting to a point that the thing is, I have like actual collector, you know? I mean, I've got people who, who, they're they're not trading my jpegs i mean there, there's mm -hmm. some of that there still is some of that um but i've got people who this is like they collect them like they like as though they were baseball cards you know and, yeah. and so so it's getting to the point where you know i sort of pose that question when when does another one sell and how expensive will it be like mm -hmm. knowing where they all are um and knowing who those three people who i think potentially are going to be the, the next sellers mm -hmm. they've held on this long you yeah know? They, yeah I, yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, and so it, it just it speaks a lot to to I think the overall space on like a bunch yep. of love, which is oddly enough what it was intended to do when I painted mm -hmm. it. In <laughs>
mm-hmm. that 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 piece itself is a very very much a statement about about this whole space and this mm-hmm. whole world. The, the, the that first team that I did, which were all the NFT artists, you know, I was very much speaking to what to the realities of what we have going on here. Sure. And so, to me, to have people consistently want that and want to showcase it as one of you know they I hate the word grail. Mm-hmm. Um, but they use it all the time and they for them it is you know it's it's sort of this this unattainable thing and they so when my big collectors manage to get one which happened on tuesday night it's it's a big deal it's very you know, yeah well it's crazy to think that something that you made is like cherished that heavily not even monetarily but i guess just sought after you know i think that must be the surreal part or that's how i feel generally where it's like what the fuck, man, like something that uh, came out of my imagination or, you know, that was conceptualized or something like that somebody would would want that that badly is like a still pretty alien experience to, to me I, all the time, really, you know, yeah. You know, I talk all the time about like living a great life. It's because I live a life where the things that I create have become a part of an entire world that these mm-hmm. that people love and, and, and we love it together. And it's like, it's like, they get to play inside my brain and we get to <laughs> hang in this and they, they appreciate it. And to, you know, it's, I'm so touched um, by all of it, which is where I work so crazy to like protect them and protect their value. You yeah, know? I mean, for sure. I'm really aware. Right. I, and I understand market economics a little bit more than, than most, most artists do, but I'm really aware of some of this and, that drives me. So every time something like this happens, okay, it becomes this weird moment where I'm like, I now have to deliver $10,000 worth of value to this <laughs> thing forever and ever. Know, right. 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 Yeah. Well, you, you had uh, your own moment last week since we're playing. Oh, what was that? Well, you, oh, yeah. you, you went through the store, you ran the county fair, you, you did yep. your, your burn mechanics. So yeah, it was cool. How yeah, do you feel like, what, 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 did it live up to what you expected? Were you what you thought? Did you have any concept of how many were going to get burned? No, I had, I had no concept, man. I was actually surprised. Well, I was a little shocked, and I, I would be interested to get your thoughts on this. Actually, as somebody who regularly goes through this, so like at the start, it was pretty slow moving. I think people just kind of took their time in terms of what they wanted to burn. In the end, I think there was there was something. There was a shit ton. I think there was like fifteen or sixteen hundred burned which was rad and a bunch of people burned like for the uh for like the really like crazy detailed one that was pretty sick that cost like 10 books or whatever so that was like really exciting and the, the whole experience and people like reaching out with warm wishes and saying that it was you know cool as hell and it was, it was his own little world i think like you just very touched and, and heartfelt in many ways but what do you think like so what happens to the people or or that are holding on to like a shit ton of additions that didn't that did nothing with them is there just like a like is me? there a process you, with, yeah, with your stuff or like what happened like no what, no what, I'm, I'm holding i'm holding nine that i didn't burn. Good, I didn't, yeah I, I didn't trade any in i wanted to so, see if, if there's more to come or what's going I, on i love it and i hope that that's the, the idea for others like i hope it's just not forgotten about and it's just like this like weird uh accumulation that, that happens with them because there is other shit happening but i think that there's this, there's like a habit in this space where there is this kind of constant accumulation of just like stuff it's like, i don't think so i think i think that somebody not not burning to your mechanic okay it's not that they're like forgetting about it you you could have a small percentage that did sure you'll have i'm surprised 
that you haven't gotten the deluge of DMs that are like, "Oh, bro, was that?" I forgot. For <laughs> right, I've days? gotten a, I've gotten a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'll get those. Yeah. Wait, did I have hundreds of hours performing this test? Right, it's so great when those come in like right after it closes. What happened? Uh, it's so funny. It's great. It's incredible. Right. But I think other than that, and there's just that's just the nature of, of this space. You do have yeah. doofus. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do think when I see it happen, it's somebody who's saying one of two things. Either they're saying I I want this particular piece and don't want mm -hmm. it, or if they have quantity, they're they're hedging. They're like playing this bet where they're going. I think the next time. Yeah. Okay. I'm being smart by, by not doing that. So there's two things to look at as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, a, you didn't participate in the first thing. I'm saying this is like talking to the people who did. Sure. Okay? You didn't participate. You, you weren't a part of the, the, the overall project. You're coming at it from, from this other standpoint. Okay. A strategic standpoint mm -hmm. or an economic standpoint. Um, so, so maybe you failed us as the artist by not participating, okay? Mm -hmm. Or you really do, you're participating in the sense that you are trusting the artist to do something with them down the road. That's, yeah. At which, at which point, then you're going to be one of the ones available to do that. Because there's two things that happen. Either they go, well, now, now see, I, I played it by not doing it because I trusted the artist to do this thing. So I'm going to do that thing that fewer people can do. Or they're going to try to profit on that. I dig it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I like that. I like that mentality. I, I think that it's definitely a weird world for me to tread in. It's good to have your insight because I'm just like, I don't know. It's tough for me to lock down a mentality. Like, I have no clue because this is my first time doing it. So it is cool to think that somebody would trust that much that, yeah, there's going to be something sick, another iteration, something else happening, which I'm already conceptualizing. So I, I fucking dig it, dude. I, I like that. It, it's a way more positive spin, I think, than I was thinking. Um, so yeah, yeah. That that's that's the take I have on it. Now you know there are two ways to judge that. You know because somebody who 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 strategizes against your the progression of your project in order to profit on those who are <laughs> new to it or late to it. Okay, right. right. Um, there's a special circle in in. Uh, <laughs> in the rest areas of Ohio, <laughs> right? Where, where those people are are, are kept, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, look at this studio. Oh, this is great, man! The, the light is shining it's on. Just changing, it's just changing oh. in and of itself. Like I don't it looks know. great, man. No, it's nuts. It's, it's really <laughs> impressive little studio. Um, yeah, but, but uh, you know, for me, be, I, even the even the economics of it become a part of the art. <clears throat> Okay. Yeah. Look, this is something um, I just had. I just had a collector over the weekend of his own accord. Okay. Not that I was calling anything in or had announced any specific mechanic. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he burned on the low end $40,000 worth of my stuff. Damn. Wow. That that you know, if we if we look at just the general progression of like the value of my pieces, a year from now you're talking a hundred thousand or one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of pieces. Sure, yeah. Burn them for the greater good. He strategically burned them to reestablish their the the quantities at play and and, and this right. Oh. He he did so literally to, and he's actually going to be a guest on my other pod on Friday to 
explain to everybody what he did and why he did it, right? Yeah. But somebody like that who's participating, who's who's thinking for the greater good, who's looking at the project, yeah. what it really means, is way different than somebody who goes, oh, I bought these cheap and I'm going to sit on them and someday they're all <laughs> going to come to me and make me rich. Right, for sure. Right? Yeah. He, he, he had such a surplus of these things. Yeah. He could he could create a bottle that he could literally just like clamp down and then and then anytime either get everything that they yep. to get called in, just take it all, okay? Or refuse to let people have it unless they paid, unless they paid up. Yeah. And so to me, it becomes an interesting play to watch those different dynamics play out. And then as you as the artist, I feel have the responsibility to be aware yeah. of what people are doing. Because you don't want it to be something where you let somebody sort of play into the the peril of all of the rest. Right. You don't want somebody <laughs> right. take such a position that now they have power over everybody. Right. It's like the classic human centipede theory as NFT. You know, like yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah, you never want to be the person that's either fucking over or like, or I guess the first person to eat or the last person to shit. Really, I mean. Yeah, you just you just want to be like a member of you know a uh, an uh, yeah a thriving organism that can work together and like yeah, it doesn't isn't some like predatory insane parasite you know for sure. These to me and this is where you know I get a little soapboxy when it comes to mechanics and stuff like that, right? There, to me, it's a it's a constant. Like the moment mm-hmm. that you move into to that <clears throat> world and you start having a mechanic or having a dynamic that this becomes that becomes this do this buy extras of these so you can do this thing right yep um the moment you're in those realms the your job as the artist i think becomes non-stop like yes you you have to commit to to the outcomes and i we rarely see that we we, most of the time we go for an event done all right. I'll, Next I'll, thing. I'll, I'll, I'll be go. for a couple months. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There is a, there is a weird, uh, there's certainly a sense of abandonment. Like, I, I think that like many, yeah, many folks don't take um, potentially the the responsibility is as serious as is, is, is kind of, um, you know, we or, or some others do really, you know, like I do feel this thing where people are just, are just hauling ass and a lot of it is, exploiting the speed at which the space moves i think because like in some ways you could just do that and then the space just goes at five billion miles an hour and it's on to the next thing and people forget about you know that piece of shit that got well, dropped and, and not burned but it's like yeah it's like it's, it's, I, very, I think it's, true. it's yeah. very true except that <clears throat> term of people actual people real living breathing people who a friend told them hey look at this art look at this guy's art it's kind of cool yeah. and there's like it's on the blockchain and you got to do these things to get it and you got to go trade your real money in for pretend money and the pretend money goes to this guy and you get this thing and they're like okay i'm going to take that leap of faith those are actual people and the yeah. people the people who do forget and move on to the next are like okay well i didn't turn this into five million dollars so i fuck it i'm on to the next thing <laughs> Up, they're leaving in their wake the financial destruction of the real people who come in and are like, okay, I, I, I understand this. I'm going to get in on that and I'm going to see what this is about. 
And then they're like, wait, I didn't forget about it. I still thought that this was something I wanted to be a part yeah. of. Yeah. And, and, and similarly, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just the, the space is, is such that, that those people get chewed up and spit out by the ones who are just, you know, playing a game where they're in on 10 projects. They only have to hit a home run once. They can yep. break even on four of them and they can lose their money on five of them. And yeah. what do they just do? They hit a home run. And so, you know, they're just running numbers through it. And so they can, they can just like go up onto the next thing and leave that to <laughs> wither and die. Yeah. Uh, and, and similarly on the and similarly like the artist front too, where it's like, you know, you can just create a project and, and abandon it the same way where like you see that quite a bit too, where it's like, dude, just, yeah. Like I think that it's just, it's an interesting it's just an interesting accountability exercise. Cause I think that like, yeah, there was just no way in fuck that I was going to put out something and like that, or that you were going to yeah put out something that, that wasn't interesting or that wasn't something that was challenging or like, or something that was going to be a fun experience and like be worthwhile to do. Well, you know what I mean? Like in our case is it's actually <laughs> part of a narrative. Yeah, exactly. Right. Tell it's, it's, it's still, it's quite, quite, uh, you know, accurately defined as a storytelling nft more you know what i mean like we're, we're telling yeah. damn stories so yeah hell yeah, yeah no exactly and and the particip participation in that becomes a part of that that story it does evolution, yeah right? yeah um, and that, it's, it's, it's crazy pretty much across the board yeah uh, that enables people to just consider each each drop is a, a one-off time to make some some money and, and move on. <laughs> right. Hopefully, Skate, yeah. Hopefully it catches fire. And if it doesn't, uh, well, that's that thing. I don't do that thing anymore. I do this thing now. <laughs> right. Hell yeah, uh, man. Well, so, so what is, how, how many, how many did they burn through? Did you, I think it was officially, I think the official total was like 14 or 1400 or no, not 1400. I think like, what is it? Like eight or 900. I got to look at it. Um, let me check. It was, it was, it was a lot. Like I was very happy with the amount that were nearly, nearly half. Right. Yeah. Nearly half. Yep. Yeah. So that was awesome. great. And like, that's and that's the other, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I mean, I, I like, I like the idea of, you know, that original uh, book being like a, a, a kind of a rare commodity. And it was funny, like one of the people reached out and he's like, he's like, Hey, what this book thing, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, get rid of some of these things. I'm like, Oh, you should uh, click through it first and see what's up, dude. And he's like, Oh, I didn't even know. I'm like, yeah, man, it's like, I'm like, it's a whole lot. Uh, it's 69 illustrated pages. You yeah, should definitely, I, you should definitely I, check I totally, it out. It's crazy, but I actually work on that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not just, it is not just a straight up burner, but uh, it's too funny, dude. Well, so what else you got planned this week? I, I think we got, I think uh, our guest is probably coming shortly, but what else you got this week? Well, um, you know, I'm out here on the, on the other coast uh, for another couple of days. Uh, nice. Head, head back to New York. Um, but I, you know, we're in the midst of getting ready where we've just gone through, you know, I had, I had, while you were uh, in, in lockout lockup, um, I had a <laughs> rather large addition, you know, I dropped 340,000, uh editions of my holy open, shit my open edition and so dude uh, i didn't even see the card well i need to see this thing I, I was like i really was trying to do a twitter cleanse which we should talk about at some point too um but yeah what's the, what was the card what was the concept the what new, was all the new it's the new valentines for for this oh year. fuck yeah fuck yeah dude i've yes. i've a, i got airdropped a ton of those are great oh yeah so what i what i did is um <laughs> I decided that we that that Roger Goodell, the the commissioner of the National Football League, oh yeah, he and I have been working for for a while, 
on this. <laughs> um, um, last year, we sort of did it in some test markets. And this year, we're making it official that Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl are one and the same. So oh. there's, there's, there's zero separation. But, the, but my piece is a celebration of toxic femininity and toxic masculinity. Uh, <laughs> nice. so in order to get these pieces, which are again uh, 19th century, you know, Victorian era cherubs, um, cherubim, sorry, um, <laughs> to get the cherubim, uh, you needed to participate in Super Bowl squares. Oh, so, sick! So you had to you had to be involved during the football game and and buy your squares and and then play along and and that determined so the squares and the way that people purchased and then some burning determined the total overall edition size, which shook out at like three hundred forty thousand. <laughs> three forty, three forty is fucking great, man. That's awesome. And and uh, <laughs> we've burned through uh, as of today. We've had two sort of. Uh, burn mechanics that have played out to get the young threesies, which is the new series, which are my PFP's <laughs> early years. Uh, so, so it's we, like a spinoff of Young Sheldon and Young Rock, like this detivious. Uh, no, it's more. It's it's a little more mythological <laughs> for that. It's the, mm. sepia, I painted them in sepia tones, so they're oh, that's cool. But painted that way, and so it shows it shows uh, threesies. The first one was him on the gridiron playing mm-hmm. some high school football. Uh, the next one, he's uh, running the pentathlon. Uh, he's running the 200 <laughs> pentathlon. And today, he's, he's, uh, he was one of the very first members, uh, the youngest member of the national Nordic biathlon team. So, <laughs> wow, uh, huge. What, a, what, what fucking range, man? He, he, well, that's what we're learning. We're learning about Threesies and all of these, you know, all the things he was even before he became a baseball player who was so beloved that he ended up as a Macy's Thanksgiving balloon. <laughs> right hell yeah yeah i'm, I'm sick if you think about it um all of these things become in a sense uh at times they're, they're almost like a currency right yeah where, for sure similar to what you did with yours where it's like okay you can go out and you can get these things uh, we just have really complex dynamics to this where what i did is i made so it's three hundred forty thousand different uh, uh or not different but uh, 340,000 editions spread across 44 different paintings mm, okay. gotcha and then each of those has its own dynamic and can becomes its own thing so it's like is it its own thing or is it a part of the whole do you use it as though it's just one of these many valentines or does each one have its own significance and that's gotcha. what with right now it's oh. figuring out is their 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 real understanding of value um and, and playing in that realm so yeah, let's, let's, oh, let's, yeah. I, there's somebody like thumbing for a ride up there Oh, there is shit, man. Oh, he's got a big yep. bag of jank. He's got a huge bag of jankum too. Let's let's swing by. Let's grab him. I think. Well, let's, who, let's see if he's, the, uh, if he's ready to go. Who the fuck is this? Who oh my god. Yo. Oh, there what the is. fuck? It's David. No, what's going on, dude? What's up? It's, How you doing? How's it going, man? Nice to meet you uh, in yeah. like semi uh, simulated in person. Yeah, thanks, dude. So we've got with us the the famed uh, inventor of Jankum, which is more important than Bitcoin at this point, David Henry Nobody Jr. with us. Incredible, uh, absurdist artist who's been uh, everywhere and done a lot of fucking weird shit. <laughs> it's incredible. We want to talk to him about it today. Uh, yep. welcome, to, welcome to our road trip to Boca Raton, Florida. So we're just kind of driving along with you. You know, we, we saw you on the side of the road. 
You had a bag of Jankum. We wanted to huff with you, so let's do this thing, dude. All right, sounds good. I, I hope you brought some uh, some wipes. You know, the Jankum could be a bit messy on the face. This, I, this is my first time. I'm so I yeah. I'm oh no, prepared. I brought I brought wipes, uh, two extra towels, a change of clothes, and yeah. a letter a letter to be delivered to my mother upon my demise. Well, David's also a certified Jankum shaman as well, so he can guide us through kind of our Jankum trip and stuff like that. So it should yeah. be solid. I would say I'm a more of a Jankum journey keeper. <laughs> right. For I'm sure. the one that's not going to do it, but I'll help you guys get through the trip. <laughs> right. I love you, it, man. Have you done many uh, pods, David? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, okay. I did one yesterday, two days so, ago. So we are not going to ask any of the questions that they ask on any of those. Yeah, I figured that. I don't, I don't, I don't really care how you got here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> There's um, a million interviews with me already like that. Yeah. Exactly. You guys should fuck with me, man. I'm ready. Uh, well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I think, you know, you've actually been on my radar, God, pretty much since I, I was exposed to NFTs, I think before um, Huey Crowley in New York uh, shared some of your work with me. Oh, yeah, long, yeah, yeah. Long, long time ago. Yeah. And, and I remember um, seeing it originally and thinking this stuff actually might play in the NFT space. Um, the, are you really just now coming up on that, that moment where you're, you're clicking? Was, has it been a long haul to get here or have you uh, had steady, steady growth? Oh, like in the le well, I I think I minted my first NFT after some people that sounded like they were on crystal meth, like DM'd me on Instagram, where I have I mean they were just like, dude, 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 you gotta tokenize your work. And actually, one of them, Wes, turned out to be a big a major a major NFT friend of mine and advisor now for a while, um, but he was right. So I started minting in March of twenty one on Foundation. I think actually Food Masku got me an invite, which was and and he loaned me uh, enough ETH to like get started. I was like, wow, Dude, that's love Food Masku, man, fucking great guy. Yeah. Um. So I minted uh, a right started minting right away, and I had like a large body of work that was like from the last five years on Instagram, like right. the photography I would sell as prints, but the videos, um, like I couldn't really do anything with them. I could license them. <laughs> MTV or win a lawsuit when a TV show ripped them off. Tosh point, uh, Tosh point oh ripped off one of my God videos, damn, and I won a lawsuit for that for 18 G's. What, oh. dude? That yeah. is you, that's incredible. I mean, fucking that's, Tosh. That's 2018. Yeah, dude, huge congrats on that. I mean, digging your hands into the the lube filled pockets of Tosh point oh, it's got to be a real dream come true. Oh yeah, yeah, that that was hot. <laughs> God damn it, man. So, so, so what was the lawsuit? Like, uh, what what yeah. went down? Like, uh, well, like some of the videos um, that became my NFTs, I was basically like making them um, years before without realizing like that's they were going to be like the digital canvases of the future. Um, uh, so one, and they all went viral. I have like 114,000 followers on Instagram. So I've been, I worked really, really hard to build that um, for years. The videos went viral um, and one video was uh, called, I called Serial Killer, which I la later tokenized and sold for, I think, four ETH on Foundation in 21. Um, uh, it went super viral and like people copied it all over the place. So, and that the it suddenly appeared a couple times 
on an episode of Tosh.0 and um, I got like 10,000 DMs being like, dude, that TV show ripped you off. They ripped you off. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we, I, it's, it, I, 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 I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I guess it's a while ago. <laughs> it, it was well, fucking so, awesome. Well, I kind of find it interesting that it was, uh, that it was a direct ripoff because like, honestly, I, the, the thing that I love most about your work is that it is, it is fucking insane and absurd. And in one of the few people that I look at and say, this could only be made by you. You know what I mean? Like the oh, right, fucking right. weirdo shit, like the, the champagne bottle that you almost drowned on, which I want to talk about in sure, the piece. Sure. Yeah. Um, the, mon- the monster energy piece that I think you carved, uh, I think you carved uh, flashlights out of all the monster energies too. And those were, <laughs> those were also fully fuckable. So uh, what was it like seeing all your shit be stolen like that? And then essentially knowing that like, do you do you do you feel any more security in the fact that it is tokenized or because people can just still rip it off really but like yeah what is your feeling on that and like oh no it's awesome was it yeah provenance is great i mean actually one of my other collections nobody pegs which is just all the photography from Mm -hmm. 2000 and i've made a lot of new work too but i just had a lot of older work that i was kind of like didn't know what to do with and suddenly the nft thing happened but just backing up no i had a, a really big wave in 21, but it was a very small group of collectors on foundation. And like, I was rocking like three to five ETH per week and nice. take, taking profit too. Um, in, in 20, the fall of 21, my parents were like, don't hold that shit. You're not rich. And they were right. <laughs> that was a good idea because I needed that. I needed that to live off in 22 when I didn't sell anything for six months. Yeah. And then I basically rebuilt on Tezos in, in the fall this last fall and then it got bigger and bigger and uh i got a i met a bunch of new collectors basically um i got got on super rare and sold out my super rare and now i got on i applied to the beeple uh competition and i won so yeah it's definitely i'm getting a a large large second wave so during during the that downtime during the Mm -hmm. six months were you starting to reconsider the your your space here i mean were you, did you feel like, oh, I, that was that's the end of that i mean did you yeah just, i didn't i didn't really know i mean i mean was that it was probably fucked up for you guys too i mean um mm-hmm. i did a solo show in june of last june um where i, I invested like a lot of dough into making a very physical show the upside down room um i don't know if you um oh yeah mark if you remember that yeah um yeah, well, that was in order to have that fabricated and built. Uh, I traded slash and paid for. It was twenty grand to. to it's New York, man. It's like expensive. It was yeah. done beautifully, and then yeah, I made all those. I made all those videos. I mean that sh- that show was so expensive, and uh, so I I smoked myself there. I remember the day that the op- the opening happened, and I invited Nicole Ruggiero, uh, a animator who I whose work I really like, and her girlfriend Sam to take the front space in this gallery in Brooklyn. And I had the backspace and like the day that we opened the show, like June 9th or 10th, like the, the ETH market dropped like 50% that day, that day, man, I knew, yeah. we, were new, we were devastated basically. So, yeah. I mean, fortunately, like I took profit in 21. Um, some of the problems with my market then I problems is well, I didn't, I just didn't know. I hadn't really done a lot of additions. I hadn't really built a big community yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know you guys are are very good at good at doing now in 22 i had a chance to do much more additions build a bigger community and 
and grow grow the circles. I and I kind of had an amazing run in 21, but then like kind of hit a wall basically. Um, and I would definitely last summer I was kind of I always get like pretty depressed after big projects. I usually have like a rough same. Post- yep. and that's when I got to start huffing the gold spray paint and stuff. <laughs> right for sure, dude. The jock strap just filled to the brim with Elmer's glue. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think well, of this? You- Mark, your mind is like a, an abyss. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, I think similarly, it's funny. Three, Threes and I were talking about this a little bit, like before you uh, hopped into the car and like, I just, um, yeah, it's, it's weird, dude. I, I find, um, I, I, I find that people like you and threes and other people honestly fuel like the, the, the shit that goes on in there in many ways. So like in some ways, like you were talking about community and like, you know, building and, and talking with people, yeah. it's, it's my favorite part of it because essentially like everybody is like kind of a, a prompt or like a, a, an agreeable partner in like, what is a, a kind of just like reciprocal stand-up routine kind of, you know, it's like, I just, yeah, I yeah. love it so much because everyone else is funny as shit too. So I'm like, all right, let's just, let's just go nuts and get weird out there. So it's cool. Yeah. I kind of work as a performance artist. I've, I've always worked by call and response, maybe like a stand-up does, you know, but I kind of cloak yeah. it, it um, like on it, definitely i'm definitely in character in my work as david nobody which is like this shape-shifting weirdo basically um and and like i I create these characters to like survive the technology and the the corporatism and the consumerism that we live in so that i don't go fucking insane i basically i always felt that if writers could write in character that i could make art in character so over the past 30 years I've, i've i've worked in many i have many different bodies of work and characters and they're all just like ways for me to adapt but um, but I do work, like, like you said, by call and response and like the comments and especially on Instagram, I guess when you have a bigger following, um, it gets to be more theatrical because people are more aware that other people are looking at their comments on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really nuts. And I got a lot, I got a lot of ideas from it. Cause basically like when I, I don't know about you guys, but like when I make something, most of the time I don't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. Not all the way. And it's really like, coming from performance art, the idea of the audience completing the artwork is pretty age old and kind of comes from actionism and Dada. Um, but I use it on the internet to like kind of grow my ideas. And I work by call and response, you know, with so many people like Mark, I always write obnoxious comments, like, or whatever, like weird things I can think of, like on your posts. Uh, <laughs> the or, best. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, dude, I never really thought about that in a performance artist type of way. Like, and I think that that also plays it dead into like building and having someone exist in like in the, the kind of like, you know, fucking uh, flash jacuzzi that is, you know, your brain or your world. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like they're, you know, they're, they're participating in it and helping draw out the piece in its entirety and its fullness too. Like it's, yeah. it's an infant piece. I, I dig that concept a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like embryonic basically when you, yeah. you, like, you spew it out onto the internet and then it, it kind of uh, takes on a life of its own basically. I mean, the yeah. thing, same thing always used to happen like in galleries when you showed art and stuff. I mean, I, and I, I had some gallery shows and have been involved in the art world, but you got to understand like people are like, Oh, you're a New York artist. Yeah, but I'm also an underground weirdo, an outsider, and like me and my friends and like my collective in the past, the Fantastic Nobody's like, we were mad, like gatekept. We were gatekept the fuck out. We were gatekept <laughs> out of the galleries and museums. And we wanted, I wanted to show there. So I would always just invent these like movements, genres, and groups of people to like uh, just 
keep making shit, you know, constantly. And NFT and and social media have been huge for me. I broke down the gatekeepers and then I, I figured out how to monetize my work and also not get conservative. Fuck yeah. No complaints. Yeah. So now that you've broken down even within the, the <clears throat> NFT space, some of the gatekeeping, right? Um, the, is that changing your your output at all? I mean, are you is it, it how much of that is, comes into play when all of a sudden you know you're being curated more and you're being moved um, in it, you know some of those spaces that aren't necessarily free reign, right? I mean, if, if you felt something different in the last few months, um, I always just kind of work with my surroundings. So you can't make me get conservative. I don't think so. But <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, there's no doubt when I look back at my performances, like on Instagram, like three, four five years ago, they look a lot more Dionysian. I'm getting mm. definitely more, but I have a lot of, I'm a complicated artist. Like I don't have like a single aesthetic style in the last mm-hmm. three years. I'm like the dude who knows how to dance on the dance floor to like 25 different kinds of music. And I can combine them <laughs> all together now, you know? So like, I'll just, I, I can, I'm a very adaptable artist. Um, uh, but like definitely during the Trump era and like COVID, like my work was like really, like re- like m- more shocking and more gross and more Dionysian. Like I was like throwing up on myself and like spreading it everywhere. Do I do make stuff like that right now? No, because I'm, res- I'm responding to much more, there's a lot more ma- mathematics and code and, um, mm-hmm. It's another aspect. It's more, I think NFT is inherently more Apollonian, like more of a deeper, like geometric. I mean, you have like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a different vibe. My work is definitely changing. So I, I take what, a lot more time to make things now, like than I used to. The, the thing that, that I was curious about, as you were talking about the move from the, the broader Instagram social media community, right? Where you just have the volume of interaction there, but it still <clears throat> really holds in, in the, the anonymity part of it, right? You're not, I'm guessing that you weren't interacting with them beyond the comment section of the piece. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I became, I became friends with people, but like there's, there's like on Instagram, especially there's like hardcore perception, deception, like oh, yeah, um, absolutely. people don't know, like the character is such a mind fuck. I come from like a history of mind fucking art, you know, like I think it's like really until you, you meet the real person behind the work, like you realize, Oh, look, you guys might not realize I'm like wearing wigs and all kinds of stuff. Like, um, like, like like Huey does too, actually. And and I didn't even realize he was a character for a while. When I first met met him, he was like, he's like, Hey bro, really like to come to your studio sometime. And I was like, Oh, I don't know, man. (laughs) Like on one hand, I like to fuck with people. And on the other, I'm, I'm quite gullible, you know? Yeah, so, that's where it comes what, from. What I was really getting at there, okay, mm-hmm. and I, I totally agree. I mean, you're talking to somebody who who had to get a persona for my persona, right? I yeah. mean, I, I live 364 days a year now as threesomes, but cool. you know, there are other elements of threesomes now that have had to take on other personas. It's, so much of my stuff is performance too, right? Yeah, good. But I'm wondering if the the dynamic of the, the move off of that anonymity in social media, right? Mm-hmm. Into now I've given you four ETH for a piece. Okay. I I'm, I'm taking a bit more interaction or, or engagement with you as yeah. a result. Of now I'm your patron. Yeah. Right. 
is that played into anything? I mean, have you, did you, did that change the way that you started interacting with your, your, your base or did you compartmentalize them and you've got, well, this is my paying base and this is the, the social media mm. base. Is, do you have any, has that changed any of the practice once you get to that point? Because so uh, much of the NFT space is built around that idea. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta totally be friends. Can. Right. You've gotta be friends. Right. And yeah. Most artists are not expected <laughs> to take, calls or dms or emails from every collector they have whereas here in this space yeah you're the gallery right exactly. yeah so much of my day is like my i was describing it to my sister like I, I try and make work every day i'm not always able to but if she's like oh sounds like you're doing admin most of the day i'm like yeah <laughs> fuck wouldn't i become an artist to, to avoid this shit god but oh, um that's an incredible distillation by your sister it's just well, like you she know, processed she's, it she's got a pe- She's got a PhD from Rand in economics. You can't fuck with her. Like she's just like, she's right through, through you. Uh, um, so so how, how does that shape that interaction then? Because it, it's, it's very true what you just said. And, and now you're, you're, you're sort of working for them in a way that you weren't when you were just putting out. Yeah. Well, there's other considerations. I think like with the collectors, I definitely level with them and I'm definitely, yeah. I mean, I think that if you collect my work, especially on that level, like you, it's like you get a, open door like into my my into the david henry brown jr the guy that makes the work and i then i then they get to enjoy the public spectacle of the performance more they're more inside it i think that's part of like collecting on that level gets you that although i haven't really said oh that's the utility you know um right no and, see, see, and the full and the fully nude pictures you send out to those collectors absolutely i wish it was that. <laughs> oh no no <laughs> no the nudes aren't the nudes aren't looking that good anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, and the, the fact of the matter is I, I started my whole practice based on buy an NFT, get a nude. It actually didn't pan out. <laughs> I, it didn't have quite the pop that I expected. So I had to change my entire persona. <laughs> oh, get a nude, yeah. yeah. That was, but, that's, what his, that's what his sister would call pivoting or into a new paradigm. Yeah, you did. Well, <laughs> You're definitely a pivot man. I definitely remember a couple of years ago on Instagram, like, chicks being like i'll send you some nudes if you send me some of your uh you know files or something i was like no i'm not fucking doing that <laughs> i'll take wow. the, i'll take the news I, I i'm in a relationship right now i can't talk shit but um, right, for sure. um but so so what i did and this is what i, I think i was wondering about it, it, you actually shocked me by saying that they get an insight into Den, david henry brown right well i don't know what they really see i i Listen, I'm always being myself, like kind of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm, I'm in the comments and stuff. I'm definitely like, I've been like in character so much in my work. It's like the gray area between my characters and me is like very gray. You know, yeah, kinda, I might be influenced by stuff or in moments like where I'm kind of acting slightly different than myself, but maybe not. I don't know. Same. The threes is, is, the, is just below the surface. It's the best of me. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I, I get to, to sort of <clears throat> amplify my favorite parts of myself. Okay. And, and obfuscate mm-hmm. a little bit some of the things that I'm not exactly wanting yeah. to show the world. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but what I've done with my collectors is allow them full access to that character. None of yeah. them. And we, we've got a very, like, they don't know my name and they, they, oh, wow. You know, we, we come together in a big way. I mean, we we meet up in. in oh, you're mega anon. Are you super oh, yeah. well, anon? Well, in the in the sense that that they know me as threesomes, and and mm. that's it. They they know me in flesh and in blood, and and we we do hang. But 
I don't want to know any of them beyond their moniker either. We, yeah, we yeah. Said, I said this is, and this is what I was getting at. I was wondering if, if as you've you've set these two different sides, okay, you've got your social media guys who are never going to give you any money, and they're just giving you feedback, but but playing around, and then you've got the people who are paying for the goods now, okay. Yeah. For me, the people that are paying for the goods. I say, okay, here's the deal. You get to hang with threes and I get to hang with whatever your moniker is. And we create now this whole spectacle together. Yeah. But I'm expecting if I'm going to give you that access that we're going to live in that duality, right? We're going to live in, in, in the fantasy. These are good questions. I don't really, I don't really know what the answer is, but like, I'm sure that I'm, I'm again, I always work with my surroundings and I reflect them like uh, whatever's happening. Uh, you're feeding my, fax machine right now it's like that's great it's great great feedback i i I don't know i kind of feel like the collectors aren't really changing my work that much that i know but my work is definitely changing because of crypto and because i hang out on twitter more than i i'm more like drawn to to twitter than instagram even though i have a huge following and i can make stuff blow up i'm kind of bored with it i guess yeah well, I think Twitter, Twitter is hilarious because, because you can, it is, it is such a reactionary, you know, uh, platform. So it just, it does give you the ability to just, like you were saying earlier, evacuate your insides into the blue light more or less. And then people can yeah. laugh it up or leave it and there's yeah. no real consequence of anything. So it's kind of fucking awesome. It's kind yeah. of like a nihilist, a, a pretty like sure. place to hang out, but I feel you. And I, and I think that it was interesting with, with threes and you were talking about in terms of like in terms of distinction or not distinction of, you know, theater or non-theater, I think is an artist. It's like, that's just who you are as a whole. Like, you know, there's going to be a part that comes out more emphasized or exaggerated, like you were saying as well. But then I think that like, it would be unbearable to exist in that exaggerated state in, in some ways. You know, oh, I think that's, that's correct. Where that, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, my, I think that's where, yeah. My philosophy is fantastic. Nobody. And it yeah. really, it really, I can be fantastic and I can also be nobody. Like, for right. example, like, like, I, I, I like both. Like, I like the duality. I, Same. I, I like love being, it. I love like going out, like dress. If I go out to, to openings, like I'm, at Beeple's, I'm going to definitely dress up um, in care, like in something wild for the opening. But maybe yeah. at the Christie's brunch the next day, I might just come as my regular mannequin self. Yeah, you're like, I don't Fuck feel it. like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to have to feel like obliged to be on all the time, you know, like it's boring and it's stressful. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I like to play back back and forth with it but fantastic nobody was a term that me and my friends made up in the 90s here in new york when i was young art young young artist and it, it meant like um people that you would see around at all the, the coolest parties and openings and they they looked like they were famous they dressed they looked amazing and then you went to their studio and they actually didn't do anything and i was like wow <laughs> it's a fantastic nobody and then i realized <laughs> that like me and my friends like we were that too because like we couldn't really uh, we were also ADHD, like we couldn't really paint and draw and concentrate. Like our stuff was inherently more more shenanigans and performance, like going out. Mm-hmm. And we started getting high as shit and like wearing wigs out and stuff like that. I had like costume parts around the house. And we would like, and then I started recording all of it. And all this became like this fantastic nobody language. Uh, and that also became like, so, so like, sorry, I'm getting off track. But those things are are the stuff that you're talking about is yeah right gets, in, gets into all that shit yeah yeah well, i dig it yeah it's like that's a cool ass origin story too it's like yeah i mean it's expected almost where there there wouldn't be anything going on in those people's studio but it is 
it's a great it's a fucking great terminology dude it's yeah awesome. we we called ourselves that because it was like we we also were like losers and we couldn't get into any of the cool parties so like we would always sneak in i loved like i love like i was always like very distrustful of authority still am and when i was like especially younger i loved like sneaking into things and um impersonating people i did one piece for a year where I went out as this rich guy in 1999 and 2000, Alex von Furstenberg wearing a $20 suit and tie. And I crashed hundreds of parties. I got into celebrity fanatics. Uh, uh, like I saw some, uh, they would go around and get their picture taken with famous people, but they were just like regular people that would, would break into these parties. And I was like, wow, that is like, talk about the dark side of and desperate side of America and the ultimate wannabe. And that that's is, like yeah. fantastic. Nobody is really a wannabe, but also the internet is all one is all wannabes too. You right. know, basically your avatar is like a wannabe version of you. So yeah. like I kind of wear and and perform like all these hypocrisies like as my character. You know, oh, David yeah, nobody wears fucked up consumerist stuff or whatever weird things all over himself. It's because they're hypocrisies that I see. I want to wear them and like and create a reaction and a discussion. Hell yeah. Now, when, you know, a couple of times you, you mentioned the collective, you mentioned your guys, right? You, this, yeah. this crew of sorts. The Fantastic right? Nobodies, yeah. The Fantastic Nobodies. So yeah. are they all into performance or is this just a, a, a spread out of? Uh, uh, yeah, it was pretty performative, but not like getting on a stage like with a mic. Right, no, it was more like life right. as performance. Yeah, I mean, no, like we, yeah, we did show, well, everybody had like, a more of a like were painters or or they drew uh, but they were all like super intelligent and super insane mm -hmm. and i try i mean being a, a, a lone <laughs> lunatic or whatever you want to call it or insane i don't know but uh i was like trying to create a movement of with my friends uh well, called so fantastic that's, that's actually what i'm getting at so mm -hmm. how many of them have you tried to introduce to nfts have you been able to we blew, they, up, we, blew, we blew apart in 2013 and now it's like kind of like the Ramones. Like we gotcha. basically don't want to talk to each other that okay. much. I can't okay. fucking stand. They're brilliant. I respect them. We can't stand each other. I the name David Nobody comes from, I take it like the Ramones, like Joey Ramone or blah, 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 blah. Not, not ascribing my status to Joey Ramone, but just the idea that I would take the name Nobody and keep developing it for, I, and i've evolved it further it really means avatar now basically. yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say this okay but, and this is because i i came to to the artist's life very late in life right mm -hmm. but i i got nearly hard as you're saying that i would i, I got such <laughs> respect for the fact that you were a nobody and now you kept the name and you're doing that and you guys don't want to talk i, I like that's a dream for me to have had this crew and then it breaks apart and i can't stand them and i've never talked to them again like that's a fantasy land of collaborations are hard man you know right, it's not yeah. When there's five crazy motherfuckers, you, you're, I was so, we were so young, youngish, like thir early thirties, still like in my early thirties, man, I used to go out to five dance parties in one weekend. Like I was still like a teenager, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and we were all kind of like that, but like, it wasn't five times easier to make art together. It was five times harder. <laughs> you didn't know that. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to. It was five times harder. I don't want to come off as dismissive at all. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm like genuinely envious that you, 
lived that you like were, yeah, were in yeah. and, and into to such an extent that it it, it explode you know imploded exploded well whatever. it was like the logical work. conclusion of like this yeah. you know band of losers that were like outsider artists one guy steve like is probably bipolar and then in the 1990s he got hit in the head with a baseball bat on the williamsburg bridge so he's got like he's got like memory and brain damage oh god and he's bipolar and he's like <clears throat> like super intelligent so like, what are you gonna get? You got you got someone that's like sees angels and stuff like that. I mean, wow. like, it was like so such like I'm interested in art that leaves the screen and goes into life. Like I like yeah. the screen a lot, but I I'm interested in how all this shit kind of all this garbage that we look at all day comes into our lives. And I sometimes when me and my girlfriend are talking to each other and now I swear we look like images and images and captions to each other. You know, like mm -hmm. we're really really. Uh, grabbing the architecture of how we see on the internet and taking it into real life for sure. But the, the fantastic nobodies was like extreme. We did shows, but it was really us hanging out and getting stoned and doing weird shit and fucking fucking with any authority that we could, we would go into people's houses and rearrange the furniture at parties and stuff. You know, those were like, we called that fuck, fuck shway. Yeah. Like, is that a fuck shway? You know, I don't know, but I actually found out the Manson's kids did that too. I didn't know that. Oh. Oh, yeah, they, they, well, Manson, the, 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 the creepy crawls were, I thought the creepy crawls were where they would like get in a circle around suburban people's uh, beds when they were sleeping. But it was that they would sneak into people's houses and rearrange the furniture sometimes. And oh. Yeah, those were, the, those were the creepy crawls. Holy shit. So anyway, well, maybe we got fuck shooey from Manson. Sorry. Yeah, right. Well, no, don't be sorry. I mean, Jesus, most of, of Dai's work is based on the lesser known serial killers. Oh yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> absolutely not. Most of it's based on yeah. yeah I guess I, most of it's... You have a very depraved view uh, of America. I, I like. I do love it or hate it. I can't. I mean, I think you hate it. Yeah, well, a little bit of both. There's some. There's some serious, uh, perhaps misguided nostalgia for a lot of it because, like, mm -hmm. I think my childhood was maybe like perhaps similar to yours or similar to most. I don't know where you grew up. I feel like kind of Pennsylvania in some ways. Where is it? Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah, so I know a couple other folks that live out there, like uh, this awesome, this this dude who I just bought this uh, acrylic from who paints these like incredible like hellscapes essentially <laughs> similar to what I do. I'm like, dude, I'm from, from uh, northern Indiana and it's like this, it's just the same place where like the things to do were to walk around and getting drunk on, you know, uh, steel reserves and, you know, hanging out in strip mall parking lots. So like yeah. there's a lot of time to, there's a lot of time to just reflect on shit and stuff. And in some mm -hmm. ways like, sickened by the consumption uh, of it and i think in a lot of ways the consumption that you talked about is more sickening like in the actual physical consumption where people are essentially you know um in, in, in like igniting you know mem formative memories and like the ability to live and exist in a state of like boredom for one second for just that like for that fucking fix for that little piece of shit hanging for that dingleberry hanging from a celebrity's asshole they can lick on on twitter or instagram you know and just get that yeah. quick little fix so yeah. that's the part that like really sickens me. And I think that I've like kind of gotten into a little bit more, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. At the same time, the convenience of it's fucking beautiful too. Like I, I, know, I, yeah. Love, yeah, I fucking love how convenient easy everything is like, why not? It's great. Yeah. I love it. Like I love, yeah, it's awesome. Well, I, that's, I, I, feel a kin, I, I feel a kinship with your, your hypocrisy, the, the sense of hypocrisy of it, you know? Yeah. I, I hate yeah. it, but I'm addicted to it too, you know, but it's also like highly sentimental. Like it's all super fake. Like I, I rewatched the, the first seasons of uh, Jersey Shore and I recently with a girlfriend and I was like, wow, it's like 
every it's so fake but the emotions between them are so real and so yeah, familial sure. you know that's yeah. like the hip the contradiction the paradox of america is that i think yeah it, it really is and the and kind of the paradox of i suppose artistry as a whole in terms of like in terms of well in the nft space or art in general as being both creator and purveyor of like consumption more or less because people are yeah. like looking at your video or consuming the shit that i make but i also like it, but they're also i guess experiencing something way way different than likely what mm. they're you know looking at um with something else so it is it is an interesting place to play in for sure yeah, and I mean, I we're, that's like we're... one of the funnest parts yeah, we're definitely perpetuating consumerism, there's no doubt. But I, I kind of think like people are like, oh, your work is has a political aspect to it. And I'm like, sure, like as like like deconstruction. Yeah, I'm like trying to take apart like what we're awash in and like wear it and try and understand it, you know. But I but also I kind of think of my pieces as like um non-corporate um time capsules for the fu- the people of the future. Because yeah. they're gonna look well, back at this time. And they're going to be like, it's going to look like like a thousand times worse than a Hieronymus Bosch <laughs> painting. You know, it's like really bizarre time we're living in. It and is. I think like the our stories are are I hope will get time capsuled like on the blockchain or elsewhere, and it will will influence the people of the future who have like 500 years from now they will have no idea what the fuck we were doing. No idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's going to look yeah, so almost- crazy. Yeah, almost like absurdist, like uh, you consider them like absurdist oasis is in some ways, you know, where yeah, you can go in for the future. Yeah, you can go in there and, and live without the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't a, know if I really can concept, change the pre- I don't know if I can change the present. I'm not sure if I know. Sometimes Absolutely when you say not. political, people are like, oh, so you're trying to change the present. Well, I wish I could, but I can <laughs> I can like take it apart and I can like just lay it out in a petri dish and let it grow and you know see where yeah. see how people see it i don't know what else am i supposed to do fuck yeah man well dude i think i think we're coming up on uh our pit stop i think we're at time but threes do you have anything else you want to you want to ask this was super fucking rad dude we gotta get i was t- we, we've been talking about doing this jankum hour uh for a week on twitter spaces we gotta get that going at some point like, let's do that yeah, next sure. week once i'm right. yeah, let's yeah. Do it, dude. yeah i didn't get yeah, to yeah. talk about a lot of stuff like i you know i, I worked at jeffrey epstein's place one time I was going to do imitations of my landlord. I made all these notes. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Keep, hold on to those. We need to have you yeah. back. That is incredible. At the time my construction what? boss pulled a shotgun on me and told me he was English, fucking get to work, mate. I don't know. It's, <laughs> what? You know, yeah. Okay. Well, here's, I worked. Some, that would be next time. Next time. Here's what we're going to do. We're Next time, you're just going to come on and do bits or, or do yeah. a bit or whatever. Like literally, like. Like, yeah. we, you know, the breaking, we, this is all about just us getting to know each other a little better than we do already, you know? Once, once you're where we know that you can hang, then you just come back and you just step right into it. I love that. I also love preparation. I have notes like crazy too. So yeah. Just, okay. All right. Sounds good. We should do one all into- intoxicated. We should. Yeah. Everybody does right, a different do drug here. and then we try and talk. <laughs> we all take I, gas station sex pills and then hop ew. out. <laughs> You actually get you, you actually get high on your actual supply that you talk about. Yeah, yeah, the jankum. Yeah, you got You got to get high on your own supply, dude. That's the, the number one rule of jankum consumption. Oof. This is great. I appreciate you coming on, dude. Uh, thank you so good. much, man. That, All right, that was fucking nice incredible. Let's get to the next nice one soon. Yeah, thank you, dude. Cheers. Awesome. All right, it was so fun. Cheers. All right, ciao. Later. Later. We'll see Later. you everybody next week. Sounds good. Later.